Say, now what? Now what? We are in our series, Now What? What? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about how, uh, how many of you guys have ever used like the GPS uh, Maps app on your phone or one of those GPS systems in the car? Okay, those things are pretty helpful, right? Like, I like how they have a voice that comes with it and the voice tells you what to do. But for some reason, I like to try and figure out directions without the voice sometimes, without the app or the paper. I, I like to think I know where I'm going. And when me and Ashley got married, it came out strong. We, we were on our honeymoon, and I was driving down the road. I had looked over the map of this place, and I thought, hey, babe, I know where I'm going. She said, are you sure? I said, do not question the man. I am the man, okay? She said, excuse me? I said, all right, you can question the man, but just remember I'm the man, all right? She said, you're the man, you're the man. All right, so here's the thing. I start driving down the road. I think I know where I'm going. 30 minutes past the point where I was said we were gonna be there, we're still not there. And Ashley says, are you sure you know where you're going? I said, okay, let's, let's pull out the app. Let's pull up the GPS system and get the voice telling us what to do. So the voice starts telling me where to go. Take a left, right? So I take the left. I'm driving down the road and I'm just thinking, man, if the voice could just tell me a few more steps so I know what's next. And the voice waits until like the last second, right? And you know what I'm talking about? The voice is like, now turn right. It's like, what? Why didn't you tell me like 30 seconds before so I could be ready? And there's times where I've missed it and I've tried to get ahead of the voice. And what does the voice do? The voice doesn't yell at you and say, you really screwed that up. We're gonna have to fix it now. No, the voice is nice. The voice says, recalculating. <laughs> How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It says, recalculating. And the voice starts redirecting you. It's almost like the voice is saying, Paul, you missed the turn, but we're gonna get you there. It's gonna take a little bit longer, but we're gonna get you there. Just hang on, buddy. I believe in you. You're gonna get there. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. He doesn't beat us up when we miss our turns. The Holy Spirit directs us, and when we're listening to his voice, we save a lot more time, right? We, wait, we, we don't waste as much time making wrong decisions for our lives because the Holy Spirit wants to help us. This last week, I was blowing up a, a water toy for our son, Liam, that we had bought, and, and so I was trying to blow as much as I could, and this thing required a lot of oxygen. I was running out of oxygen, and Ashley was on the side going, help him, help him, and Liam was standing there going, you know, just smiling, and so I'm trying to blow. I was thinking, man, I needed some help. What stops us from asking for help? I think it's pride. Pride, because our society just so pushes this Miss Independent, Mr. Independent, I can do this on my own type of mentality, right? I'm a self-made man. I, I got myself here. I made this money. I got this job. I built this business. I made it to the top, right? I made it, right? It was all me. And the society pushes that so much so that we don't stop to ask for help. But as believers, we were born and created, born again, to rely upon the dependence of the Holy Spirit, to rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit, to rely upon the help of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, listen, I'm going to, come on, the Holy Spirit. We're going to use that in just a moment. But you know, I think about how the Holy Spirit strengthens us. Jesus said, wait for the power, but say power. See, our lives without the Holy Spirit are like this trash can. And let me get it on here for a second. This trash can is empty, right? There's nothing in it, nothing comes out. It's, it's completely empty in there. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to get into our lives, watch this. Come on, I'm gonna fill this thing up with some Holy Spirit power, power, power. Everybody say power. power. 
He's got power for you on a daily basis, a big dose of power. This is what happens. Ashley, put that cup on your head. Watch this. Somebody say power. Hold on. Let's put those cups back up there. I like this illustration. There we go. Okay. Come on, say power. Watch this. See that cup on her head? Oh, hold on. We got to get it sitting on there. Wait for it. Wait for it. Come on now. Without the Holy Spirit, we are empty and powerless. But with the Holy Spirit, we have power. Power. Come on. That's a, that's a good little illustration right there. Power with the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is he? First question, who is he? Matthew 3, verse 16 says that the Holy Spirit descended upon the Son of God like a dove. That the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. Everybody say a dove. Some people think the Holy Spirit is a dove. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is not an animal. It's not an it. And it's not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. In fact, I heard a story about this preacher um, who wanted to do an illustration, kind of like the one I just did, but he was trying to think, get really creative, and he was in his, his church, and right above his pulpit, there was a hole where there used to be a vent, and they never filled it in, and so he convinced this little boy, he said, I want you to climb up the vent, and when I read the scripture that the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove, I'm going to give you a dove. I want you to throw the dove out into the audience. So the boy said, okay, I like that. You know, so the boy climbs up into the vent and he's holding the dove and the, the preacher uh, starts the sermon and the boy's been up there for a little while now waiting for it. And so the preacher says the scripture, he gets to the point, he goes, and the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. Nothing happened. So the preacher kind of said it again a little bit louder. The Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. Crickets. Nothing. <laughs> Finally, the preacher looks up at the, at the vent where the boy's sitting. He goes, the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. And the boy shouts back, Pastor, a cat ate the Holy Ghost. You want me to throw the cat down? <laughs> a cat had literally eaten the dove, and the boy was going to throw the... And listen, some of us actually think the Holy Spirit is, is this animal like a dove or an it or some force but you know the bible says that the holy spirit is a representation of god in fact it's three in one he's part of the trinity and so so we see in the bible that god the father god the son and god the holy spirit in other words the holy spirit is the person of god it's just a different representation just like jesus is a representation of god but through the son the holy spirit was sent to us after jesus left the earth to be our helper to be our guide. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is a person and he is a helper in our lives. Jesus said in John 14, verse 16, that I'm leaving you with a helper. I'm leaving you with a helper. I pray to the Father and he will give you a helper that he will abide with you forever. Jesus said, if I don't leave, it's good for me to leave because if I don't, the helper can't come. But when I leave, he's gonna come and help you. Who is he? He's a helper. 
You know, I think about in my own life how the Holy Spirit has helped me through so many seasons. I asked this question this last week on Facebook. How many of you have been impacted by the Holy Spirit and how has he impacted you? How many of you guys answered that question? A few people in the last few services did. Well, I would just want to throw up some of these answers that the Holy Spirit helped people through deep, dark seasons. Go to the next one. I want to just show a few more here. One, one person said the Holy Spirit helped me whenever I uh, faced a difficult time. We lost our baby. That it was such a grieving time, a sad time. But the Holy Spirit helped us to get through that season, strengthened us, gave us uh, just joy, gave us life that we shouldn't have walked through, uh, healed as much as we have, but we've been restored. Some people said um, the Holy Spirit led me to come to ORU and that because I came to ORU, God has taught me so much more. The Holy Spirit wants to help us in the decisions that we face. You might be here today with decisions that you're thinking about, praying about. Some of y'all are getting ready to graduate in two weeks. We wanna say congratulations to all the graduates, high school and college. But you're faced with decisions, where do I go? Do I live here? Do I move to Virginia? Do I go on to get my master's? Do I go to college? Do I start this business? Do I marry this person or do I break up with this person? And if you break up with them, don't blame it on me. The Holy Spirit wants to give you guidance. He's that still, small voice, that tugging on your heart, saying, don't do that. Don't go there. Do this. Talk to this person. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us into divine opportunities and connections. And some of us have been kind of weirded out by the Holy Spirit. Like, how many of you guys have seen some weird stuff before? Okay, some of us in this room, the rest of us are the weird stuff. that we. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been weird before, okay? But listen, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is not a weirdo. He's not a flake. He's a friend. He's real. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. In other words, there's nothing phony about him. He's the spirit of genuine authenticity. The Holy Spirit is authentic. He's real. He's not fake. And, and some of us are afraid to let the Holy Spirit be evident in our lives. We're, we're afraid what might happen if I, if I allow him to have control of my life, if I yield my life to the Holy Spirit like they did in the book of Acts, his weird stuff. No, no, no. If we yield to the Holy Spirit, he's going to help us become more like Jesus because the Holy Spirit points you to Jesus. He reminds you of who Jesus is and who you are in Jesus. Here's another question I want to ask you is who needs the Holy Spirit? Everybody, everybody needs the Holy Spirit. Why? Because without him, we're powerless. But with him, we're like that smoke machine, just pumping out power, pumping out power. Who needs the Holy Spirit? All of us do. In fact, the Hebrew word for the Holy Spirit is wind, the very breath of God. The Holy Spirit has been part of the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation, and he's continued on through believers since the beginning of the church, when Jesus left, the Holy Spirit helped birth the church, helped bring about the miracles, the healings. You know what? When you got saved, it was the Holy Spirit leading you to God. You didn't even know it, but the Bible says that no one can come to the Father God except if the Holy Spirit leads him, leads her. You didn't even know it, but the Holy Spirit was the one leading you when your mama was praying for you on her knees to get back in church, when your grandma was praying that you would turn back to God. It was the Holy Spirit through those prayers drawing you back here. You might be here today, and it's on accident. You were just driving past the church and said, man, maybe I should go in there. It was the Holy Spirit. You are not here on accident. The Holy Spirit wanted you here. And listen, I'm telling you, it's not, it's, he's not someone that's going to make you do weird stuff. He's going to help you do the right thing. 
He didn't come to condemn you or to make you do weird stuff. He came to help you. He came to comfort you, to convict you to who you are in Christ. What does the Holy Spirit do? I want to camp out on that question right there. Four things the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Four things today, and we're going to put them up on the screen. Number one, the Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us. He is a helper. The Greek word when Jesus said that a helper is coming is parakletos. Parakletos means someone, a, a spirit that consoles intercesses for you, he's an intercessor, meaning he's praying for you constantly, praying for you, that he's an advocate and he's a comforter. So how does he help us? He comforts us through seasons that are difficult. When I lost my father and I was going through a time of sadness, a time of questioning, the Holy Spirit was comforting me. He was comforting my family. When I've walked through th things that I don't understand, he's helped me, he's given me understanding. He helps us. He gives us, and then he intercesses for us. There's been times where the Holy Spirit, I just felt like, man, someone was helping me, and I didn't even know it, right? There's been times where I've been delivered from situations, and I don't know how. It was just the Holy Spirit. I can't take credit for it because the Holy Spirit did it. He helps me when I get up to preach. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us strength. See, when David defeated Goliath, it says the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. When you get the Holy Spirit in you, you're able to do things that mere men cannot do. One, one person on Facebook answered, when I, when I let the Holy Spirit give me power, when I, on a daily basis, will pray, Holy Spirit, help me today, they said, I feel like I get this Hulk juice. It makes me feel like I'm the Hulk. You guys know who the Hulk is, right? Big green guy. This person was talking about how they feel supernatural strength. When we're feeling exhausted as Christians, we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work because the Holy Spirit does not exhaust us. He empowers us. He wants to help you this week. He wants to help you in different things. John um, uh, 14, verse 25. John 14, verse 25. We were just on John 14. Now let's just go to verse 25. Jesus said, I've spoken this to you while I'm here with you, but the helper, there it is again, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit's going to help us remember what Jesus has said. The Holy Spirit's going to help us to know what we need to do. He's going to give you strength when you need it the most. Number two, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. John 16, verse 8, says that Jesus, Jesus was talking to his disciples. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, let's stop right there. A lot of believers will read this and say, well, the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you you're a sinner. He's going to tell you you're not right with God. He's going to tell you God's out to get you. No, because when you're a believer, here's what happens. Read the next verse. Verse 9, of sin because they don't believe me. In other words, the Holy Spirit convicts us to need a Savior. When we decide to put our faith in Jesus Christ, that, that, was, that was a moment when you realized there was a conviction. Man, I am nothing without Christ. I am a sinner. I'm dirty. I need Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does to unbelievers, convicting them of sin because they don't believe. But the next part is this, of righteousness because I go to my Father. This is for believers. The Holy Spirit convicts you once you put your faith in Jesus, convicts you who you are in Christ and what the truth of God's word is over your life and for your life. So when you feel a conviction, not condemnation, but a conviction, that conviction will say, don't do that. You know the truth. 
You're the righteousness of God. Don't go there. Don't watch that. Don't, touch, don't get in the back seat and do that. Don't do that stuff. Don't look at that. You know who you are. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the Holy Spirit convicting you of who you are in Christ. You're the righteousness. In other words, you are right standing with God because of what Jesus has done. I, I didn't have this all figured out. As a teenager, when I was 18, I had... I had done a, I had committed a sin and, and, and I had felt super bad about it, ashamed and guilty and I, I had gotten home and I was just just wallowing in condemnation and I was crying because I felt so bad and my dad walked into the room he was he was still alive back then he said paul why are you why are you crying what's going on i said dad i'm I'm, I'm a sinner i've messed up and he said, "Well, talk to me I said you're the last person I want to talk to you're the pastor and so you know he said, Paul, just talk to me and so I did, I opened up and he said, Paul, did you ask God for forgiveness? I said, yes. And he said, well, why are you still staying in condemnation? I said, well, I just, I don't feel like I'm worthy to be happy right now. I'm not worthy enough to rejoice. I'm not worthy enough to, to leave condemnation. I'm supposed to feel condemned. He said, no, 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 that's not the Holy Spirit at all. That's one of the biggest lies of the enemy. One of the biggest lies of the enemy is to say, you gotta stay condemned. The Holy Spirit did not come to rub your nose in your shame of all the mistakes you've made. The Holy Spirit came to lift you out of your shame and to remind you who you are in Christ Jesus. And my dad, he started telling me, he said, Paul, the Holy Spirit, when you receive forgiveness, when you repent of sins and you receive forgiveness, the Holy Spirit reminds you who you are in Christ, not who you, who you were in your sin, not what you did. But I didn't get it, even after he said it. And for the next month, I lived with a condemned mindset, just ashamed of myself. I'm not worthy. I'm such a guilty person. And I went on a mission trip because I had already paid to go, but I didn't feel worthy to go. And so I sat on the back of the bus, and at each place that we went to go and minister, I wasn't getting involved. And I remember sitting in the back of one of the church services we were in. Our team was up there doing testimonies. I didn't want to give a testimony. I felt ashamed of myself. How could God use such a bad person like me? And I sat in the back, and someone walked out from the church. So a pastor from that church in Honduras walked all the way to the back and said, you have a spirit of condemnation on you. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, I was like, how did you know, you know? She said, you need to get set free of that. The Holy Spirit says God's already forgiven you. And I was sitting there, I started crying. She said, Romans 8 verse 1 says, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When she said that, I started bursting into tears. It was the one scripture I could not remember because I was focused on my condemnation instead of listening to the Holy Spirit. When you're listening to the Holy Spirit, he reminds you of the scriptures that Jesus gave us. When she said it, she said, I'm going to pray for you. And when you leave this church, that spirit of shame and guilt and condemnation is going to be broken off you. And you're going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to go back to that anymore. You've been forgiven. You walk free. You walk clean. And so they did. They prayed for me. Man, I left that church feeling lighter. I felt like a heavy bag of, 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 of sin had been sitting on my back. I felt like I was able to cast it off. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He guides us into the truth of who we are. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the truth is not that you're messed up with Christ. The truth is you're empty without Christ, but with Christ, you have power. With Christ, you are the righteousness of God. You are not filthy, but with Christ Jesus, you stand before God right because of what Jesus has done. 
And when we sin, we come back to that place of repentance and receiving forgiveness and listening to that Holy Spirit that reminds us who we are. It says this. It says, I have many things left to say to you, verse 12, John 16, verse 12. In other words, Jesus says, I got so much left to say to you that I can't say right now, but when the spirit of truth comes, verse 13, he will guide you into all truth, and whatever he hears, he will speak. In other words, the Holy Spirit's gonna tell you what God's saying from heaven, and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit wants to give us foreknowledge about things that are coming. The Holy Spirit wants to give us a, a, a supernatural wisdom. I've heard businessmen uh, coming to this church who said, Paul, I was listening to the Holy Spirit. I was in tune. I was praying in the Spirit. And God gave me genius ideas, things about investing in, in certain companies. And, and it blessed us so much, we were able to sow a seed uh, that was able to do a whole lot for the kingdom of God. But it was all because I was in tune with the Holy Spirit. I remember for Ashley and I, uh, just a few months ago, we were, we were at a dinner and we were with some uh, ministry friends and, and these, uh, we were there to support this one couple, just to be there for them. Well, they were su surrounded with all these other ministry couples and we were just kind of sitting there feeling like, man, who are we? We're, we're nobodies here. And so we were sitting at a table by ourselves. Well, we felt this kind of unction. I, I felt it. Go talk with this young guy over to the side. I didn't even know if he was at the dinner uh, that we were at or if he was just, you know, there at the restaurant. So I went over to talk to him. I said, hey, are you here for this dinner? He said, yeah. Are you? I said, yeah. And I, so I said, this is my wife, Ashley. And he introduced himself. He said, hi, I'm Bobby. And I'm Bobby Schuler. I said, Schuler. I said, is your grandpa Dr. Robert Schuler? He said, yeah, that's, that's my grandpa. He said, who, who are you guys? And so I told him we're from Tulsa. And he goes, Tulsa? He said, I went to Victory Christian School in year 2001. He said, now, he said, for the longest time, I've been wanting to tell that pastor uh, who passed away, Billy Joe, that I was so thankful for what God did in my life at that school. And I said, well, I'm his son. You can tell me. He said, Paul, I just want to say thank you. That, that school helped shape who I am. He said, I, I moved to Tulsa when my parents divorced. And he said, my mom wanted to make sure that I got into a Christian school. He said, we, we didn't have enough money to stay there, but I got there for one semester, and I had to transfer. But he said, in that one semester, I'll never forget what God did in my life in those chapel services and in that Bible class. And he started to tear up. He said, I have wanted so long to thank somebody. And he said, Paul, right now, I'm in an interesting situation. I've taken over the ministry that my grandfather had started. He said, I'm young. I feel unequipped, inadequate. I go, Hello, me too. And I told him about our story, and he goes, Paul. He said, I feel like this was a divine connection. It was like the Holy Spirit set this up for us to talk. And then we started texting each other. He said, Paul, I, I do this show called Hour of Power, and every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll host Praise the Lord on TV, and I want you to come uh, as often as you want to so I can talk about what God's doing in your church at Victory. I didn't know what was going to come from it, but I was listening to the Holy Spirit, and he led me into that decision. Galatians 5, 17 says, be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. My parents wrote a book. It's in the bookstore. You can get it today called Led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us into divine relationships, divine opportunities. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. I'm telling you, you could miss out on something that's so important and powerful for your life because you aren't listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, they say, is a comforter to us. Now, I didn't know what a comforter was when I was younger, but as I got older, I realized the comforter is that big, fluffy, nice uh, blanket that goes over your bed. You guys know what the comforter is, right? If you didn't, I just told you. 
all right? So I went to this friend's house one time, and they had this really nice, plush comforter, and I was so excited. I said, man, I want to wrap myself in that comforter. I just want to cuddle with that comforter. And they said, no, that comforter is for looks, not for use. I go, what? They go, no, 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 we've got, and those pillows over there, those are for looks, not for use. What? It's a pillow, I need it, I gotta use it. And they said, no, 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 that's for looks, not for use. And this is how a lot of Christians live their life with the Holy Spirit. We've received the Holy Spirit, but we've said, well, that's for looks, not for use. All right, I, I can say I got the Holy Spirit just so I can say it, but I'm not using him on a daily basis in my life. The Holy Spirit wants you to use his power in your life, his direction. One person, in fact, today marks 20 years from when the Oklahoma City bombing happened. There were people in this church that were connected that day that got an unction in their spirit. There was one man who was in this church, he just felt in his heart, just a tug, don't go into the building right now. He worked in that building that where the bomb went off, don't go into the building. And so he decided not to go, and that bomb went off that morning. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us when we're listening to him and deliver us from situations that we don't even know might happen. There's been times where I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, don't go on this trip. Don't do this thing. Do this. I've even felt the Holy Spirit at times telling me what to wear, which is weird. But the Holy Spirit would be like, wear that tie. Wear that suit jacket. Why? I don't know. But maybe it's going to minister to somebody. I don't know what it is. But I have this relationship, this friendship. The Holy Spirit wants a friendship with you. He doesn't want you to be like, oh, you're the weird cousin. You're the weird uncle that comes to family reunions that we don't really talk about, but he just shows. No, no, no. He's not like that. The people that you see that have done weird and flaky stuff with the Holy Spirit, they were weird before the Holy Spirit came. All right? The Holy Spirit is real, authentic, and powerful for your life. And when you allow yourself on a daily basis to be led by the Spirit, he will set you up in places that you don't deserve to be in. He will give you grace during seasons that don't make sense. He'll give you comfort when you're walking through grievances and things that you, you shouldn't be healed of for years. He'll give you healing in your mind and in your body, in your heart. Number three, Ben, I want you to come up as I get ready to close. The Holy Spirit produces godly fruit in our lives. He produces godly fruit in our lives. Galatians 5 verse 22 says this right here. That the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, produces, everybody say produce. In other words, you don't produce it, He produces it. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. How many of y'all could use some more love this week? Right? We could all use more love with, with the people we work with, with your roommate, with your family in your house, with your children, with your parents. We all need love. If you try to love out of your own strength, you're gonna get tired, weary, exhausted, frustrated. I think this is the problem with a lot of the church right now in, the, in, in America. When we look across the church and we see exhaustion, it's because we've pushed out the Holy Spirit. When we look across the church and we see weariness, tiredness, it's because we've pushed out the Holy Spirit. We've said, we don't need you in our services. Don't show up, don't do anything, don't talk to anybody. We don't want you. And I'm, I'm saying for this church, we need the Holy Spirit every single time we meet. We need the Holy Spirit in this place and in your life on a daily basis. Because he gives us strength. He gives us power. He produces joy in your life. One night, Ashley and I had gotten done with a meeting that was difficult, discouraging. And 
it, it had to do with the church and left the meeting just feeling a heaviness, just feeling, man, God, are we failing at this? Are we, are we, what's wrong with us? And there was just this sense of disappointment, this spirit of discouragement that was weighing on both of us. And we got home and it was time to go to sleep, but neither of us felt like we could even go to sleep. We were so overwhelmed with discouragement and a sense of failure. And so we looked at each other. We said, we, we've got we've to shake this off. We need, to, we, need, we need the Holy Spirit to break this off of us, and we need to go to sleep with joy. So what did we do? We turned on some worship music. You don't have to turn on worship music. You could start singing like Paul and Silas did in the jail. You could sing your own worship music. But we had a CD, so we turned on a worship CD. And we just started jumping. We didn't feel like jumping. We felt like crying. We felt like just feeling sad. But we started jumping. Holy Spirit, we thank you for joy. We thank you for joy. Lord, give us laughter right now. We started jumping. Now, you might think that's weird. But Ashley and I, we knew in that moment we had to shake off that, that spirit of despair and put on a garment of praise. This is what the Holy Spirit does. This is what Jesus came to do. He came to break off discouragement, depression, and despair off of your family, your marriage, and your life. You might have come in here with depression, but the Holy Spirit, more than any other drug or medicine, is able to give you the freedom and the joy that you need for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, in that moment, we started saying, Holy Spirit, give us joy. We started laughing at each other. We started laughing. Man, we got our laughter back. That night, we went to bed with smiles. We were, we were singing. We felt happy because we knew the Holy Spirit's taking care of it. He's working all things together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. The Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience. Let's put that scripture back up there. Love, joy, peace, patience. You need patience this week. I know you need patience with me. I know you need patience with somebody else. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. We all need gentleness. If we find ourselves with a short fuse, easily getting upset, angry, let us yield back to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, help me not to be easily disturbed, easily provoked. Lord, give me that gentle spirit. Holy Spirit, give me self Control. He says he gives us self-control. If you're fighting a battle against lust, against anger, against jealousy, and you have this desire to gossip, this desire to do wicked things, it's because the Holy Spirit is not, you're not tapping into the power that's been given to you. I'm telling you, receive your power. This was Peter's word for these new converts. They were saying, now what? Now what do I do? Now what do I do? Peter said, get your power. Get your power. There is power that's been provided for you. And you can't live this Christian journey without the Holy Spirit. He was saying, you're, you're going to face things. You're, you're, you still have your flesh. Your flesh is going to crave that old sin that you used to do. And so in order for you to beat the flesh, you're going to have to get the Holy Spirit strengthening you against the enemy. And when he gives you self-control, when he produces that power in your life, you're able to win against the enemy. When we're not winning, it's because we're not using the Holy Spirit. When we're not winning against the enemy, against temptation, it's because we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our lives. Number four, the Holy Spirit empowers us, empowers us. So he helps us. He guides us. He produces fruit in our lives, and he empowers us. Hebrews 13, verse 21 says he equips you to do God's work. In other words, he empowers you to do what God's called you to do. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He empowers us. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, 
And don't, don't worry, Pentecost just means 50 days after Passover. That's what it means. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They were in one accord, not a car. They were in unity. <laughs> you know what? The Holy Spirit shows up when the church is unified. The Holy Spirit moves strong when brothers and sisters are dwelling in unity. If you've let division or strife get between you or a brother or sister, get rid of it today because you're missing out on greater power when it comes to being unified. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, the breath of God. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 1 Corinthians 12 says that the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. If I told you that speaking in tongues was the only gift you could get from the Holy Spirit, I would be holding back from you the whole package because it's so much more. It'd be like me saying, I want to give you a watch but I only hand you the little hand that's on the watch. You're like, wait, where's the rest of the watch? This is what a lot of us do is we, we think, well, speaking of tongues, that's, ooh, I don't know if I want that. I, yeah, that stuff kind of free. Did you know the number one thing that celebrities are asking for right now is I want to speak in tongues. When, when it comes to spiritual matters of Christianity, there's a lot of celebrities that are getting saved right now in Hollywood, and they are asking for the gift of speaking in tongues. They understand the power of it. I was reading articles like Megan Fox, she got saved in the last two years. And she said, I love to speak in tongues. I have found that it gives me strength and power. Now, if all I did on Sunday mornings was speak in tongues to you, you wouldn't get anything from it because I got to speak in understanding. Paul said, I speak in tongues to build myself up, but I speak in a known language to build up the church. This is what we need to understand is the gifts some gifts are for in the service. Some gifts are between you and God. And some gifts are used at a specific time. There's gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, like the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of healing, or miracles, the gift of healing, the gift of faith, the gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues. There's all kinds of gifts the Holy Spirit wants to give to you today. You can receive it today. And he says it's for all believers, not just for pastors or evangelists, but for all believers, these gifts are available. And I want to tell you this right now. John and I, we were on a mission trip, my brother and I. While we were on this mission trip, we were walking down the road, and we saw these two people getting filmed with a camera. And we were like, oh, I wonder who those people are. We walked over to them. We introduced ourselves to them. We said, hey, I'm Paul. I'm John. And the guy said, I'm Mark Burnett, the producer of Survivor, The Voice, the Bible miniseries on the History Channel. And this is my wife, Roma Downey. You might remember her from Touched by an Angel. We were like, John, these are celebrities. You know, we're freaking out. These are celebrities. And they said, we're here on a missions trip too. And, you know, we started talking. They said, tell us about your church. And we said, we're from Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they said, we've heard about your church. I was like, what? You've heard about? And so they wanted to hear the whole story. And then after the story, they prayed for us. And we were watching them speak in tongues. And then they said this. They said, we want to make a video for your church. And we're coming out with a new series on NBC this spring. And we're going to show the world on cable secular television, channel two, the same channel that produces Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon show. They said on that channel, we're going to show the world that the Holy Spirit is moving today and that the gifts of the Spirit are alive, powerful, and available to everyone who wants to receive them. 
So I want to show you real quick this video because I think it's going to bless you. Tonight, they're airing an episode at 8 p.m. on NBC channel, I think it's two here on cable or nine, but they said th this show tonight is going to show Pentecost and the, and the men of God, these disciples, men and women of God receiving that gift. Check this out, this video from Mark Burnett and Roman Downey. Hello, Victory Christian Center. I'm Mark Burnett and this is... Roma Downey. And we want to congratulate Paul and Ashley Doherty on their new position as the lead pastors at Victory. We are so excited about the new season ahead for you as a church. We know God has done great things through Victory, but the very best days for Victory Christian Center are right in front of you. We knew that a big part of the story was going to be and had to be the Holy Spirit. Because I believe once the heart is open, then grace and God moves in and does the rest. Pentecost, which will be in episode three, is just uh, spectacular. Mark and I always speak that the star of the show yeah. is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is here. Is that not amazing or what? On NBC, they're showing the Holy Spirit. Church, I want to say this. Hollywood is hungry for the Holy Spirit. But I feel like the church has been like embarrassed about it. And God's saying, we are on the verge. We, we're, we've got front row seats to a move of the Holy Spirit that's about to happen across America and across the world. And he's saying, church, wake up to the power. Wake up to the power that was purchased for you on Calvary. When Jesus died for us 2,000 years ago, it wasn't just to forgive you of sins. It was to give you a helper and an empowerment that every day of your life, whether you're walking through a struggle, a divorce, a passing of a loved one, whatever you're facing, he's saying, I've got a helper that's going to give you strength. He's going to give you encouragement. He's going to give you joy. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you patience. He's going to give you gifts of the Spirit.